Hello and welcome to the Nerd Out Loud podcast. Very late edition. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Jeremy. And I'm Christy. And we're here to talk about the things that we nerd out about and you nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. And this week, we're going to talk about a bunch of people dying. No one Because nerds everybody out about that. nerds out about that. No, no one does. <laughs> no. Tonight, we have a very special guest, previously recorded um, guest, who is a 911 call receiver. She's our our favorite nerd. Yeah, she's our super Biggest. fan, Jen. Superfan Jen is a police dispatcher. Yeah. And she, um, the, you may or may not have heard about the mudslide that happened in, what's Oso. What's, Oso? Mm-hmm. I keep on wanting to say Oslo for some reason. No, it's not Oslo. Happened in Oso. Oso, Washington. A town I didn't know existed until this happened. Until it was it's under 60 like feet of mud. The, the cities between Arlington and yeah. Darrington is basically what. Yeah. <laughs> So there was basic, the short version is there was a huge mudslide and, um, it was pretty tragic. Um, from what I heard, mud was moving like 60 miles an hour or something insane like that. And in some places it was more than 50 feet deep. Um, so I think she said it took out 49 houses. Yeah. That's insane. Yes. I saw, um, it didn't really strike me how big it was until I saw an article that was posted today that had a, uh, it was an overlay, you know, an aerial view Mm -hmm. of the mudslide. And then it had, um, it was marked for where all the houses were originally and the roads that went through there Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it was, uh, it definitely showed how much it, um, I just got scared we weren't recording. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely showed how big the the mudslide was. So, yeah, that was um that was crazy. So, um do you want to just go right into the phone call? Don't you want me to give you current oh, numbers? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, so today, we recorded today's Tuesday. No, today's Monday. <laughs> today's Monday. It's been a long weekend, which is yeah. why you're getting the show so late. Um Today is Monday. <laughs> I recorded and, it on Friday. Yeah, Kirsty recorded this interview on Friday. I My first time alone. I'm a little not available, nervous. but uh, um, yeah. So um, th- at that time, you know the 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 story is definitely ongoing and still developing. There's still missing people, um, but we have some kind of updated numbers that Christy's going to yeah. share real quick, and then. So there are 24 confirmed victims. And there are there are twenty two still missing, but they have actually released a list, so they must have got clearance. Jen talks about that a little bit that they, for legal reasons, they weren't allowed to release a, a list of the missing people. So twenty four dead, twenty two missing, and there's a few victims that haven't been identified. So hopefully they'll match those up with the twenty four. And then it says today. That the losses in just um, the damage is over $10 million. And that's not even personal items from the people. Just so. And then um, they're asking for funeral costs and everything. So insane. Yeah. The Catholic community. Did you see my Facebook post about it? No. The Catholic. community of Washington is actually going to pay for all of the funerals and also for the families to fly in. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? That's very awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's actually the Catholic community services of the Northwest. Is oh, wait, for- I did see that. Yeah. Cause you were comparing it to Mark Driscoll or to yeah. Mars Hill spending $200,000 on getting the, uh, um, to play devil's advocate though, that, Mars Hill's given a lot of money to charity too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. We should have an updated. Uh, we should have an update on the uh, the 
when I called my church a cult episode because we yes. have, since I've now There's been shunned by more people. More people. Even we since need to, then, let's do that getting next. Getting some pushback. Let's do that next. <laughs> getting some pushback from. Let's do that next shaming episode. Shaming the church on uh, Yelp. Because you've gotten some pushback, but also more people reached out to you. Yeah. So yeah, I think that would be because people, people have been asking me about about that with you but that was more of like a little shout out to my catholic Got catholic it. brethren yeah or as my parents would barbara. call them not, not christian. christian yeah specifically <laughs> barbara who i believe is a listener but um that when i was uh writing that that was a lot to her barbara followed us on twitter today i didn't even know she had a twitter account. i didn't know either so hey yeah follow <laughs> us guys uh free uh free shout out on the podcast yeah to our t- 27 listeners at so, Nerd Out Loud Pod on Twitter. Um, we will post links okay. in the yeah. show notes. So we will, I mean, we could rattle off a bunch of URLs, but it won't be helpful. It won't at all. Be so helpful. Um, we will post links in the show notes to how you can donate or support any of the relief stuff that's going on. Oh, and one other thing I guess we should mention is at the time of this recorded interview with Jen, you, that was Friday. The mudslide happened, what, the Saturday, Saturday prior to before. that? Yeah. So. Oh, um, one way we were not going to talk, we're not going to link because it, we both um, have feelings about it, is that just in case you want to do this, uh, Glassy Babies have a also oh, yeah. um, <laughs> candle holder for the low <laughs> price of $44, <laughs> and they're giving away a whopping $10 towards the relief. So if you would like to... <laughs> do that then yeah. go to the store and figure it out no glassy babies is basically a glorified glass dixie cup <laughs> that they market as candle holders somehow it's become a thing i don't i think it's like a seattle thing right is it, a it started local? in seattle so somehow it's become a thing where they like they have a, an entire store where all they sell is one. they have multiple stores and all they sell is the exact same fucking thing it's there it's it's a Literally, it's the size of like one of those red solo cups, like one of those like keg cups, or maybe a little bit smaller than that. They're all the exact same shape. They're all the only difference is that they are they'll be different colors. So they'll have like a Seahawks one or a mm-hmm. you know whatever. They're different colors, and they charge forty dollars for them. Forty-four. And yeah. $44 yeah. for... I mean, they do give a lot of money to charity. A lot. I mean, that's how it started and everything. It just seems ridiculous. Of course, I have one right there. It was given to me as a gift. Let's but- break it right now. Let's what? Let's break it on the no. podcast. I think that would it make meaningful. a great oh, audio. It. No. Um, that's a bad idea. A great audio segment. But I also have never lit a candle in it ever. I think it's holding your earrings or something. Yeah, it's got a collection of my earrings and a, <laughs> a lens for my iPhone. Earring holder. But anyway, so those are way. There's lots of ways that you can help, um, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, so with that, we'll jump. Uh, we'll jump into the interview. We're gonna play a little segment. Um, Jen um, was the. N- call receiver that i keep on wanting to call him car receiver because <laughs> i have a friend that works out in kitsap and yep. she's a car receiver but um she was the one that took one of the first calls right, right. and and they had it's no like idea the call that's on. gone out all over the airway so first order, we'll so play the call we're gonna play that and you'll then hear jen's call that jump. actually i first heard it on like cairo and then cnn so it's been everywhere because nice. it was the first call you'll hear that and then it will jump straight into the episode the the interview with me and jen be gentle is my first time ever interviewing someone when i find myself in times of trouble mother mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom let it be today we have a very special guest one of our well the original super fan jen who i'm still the super fan you're still the super fan you can't make us art but you are giving us an exclusive interview so right now we're going to play um, Jen is a 911 dispatcher. Is that what you call yourself? I'm a police dispatcher. Okay, police dispatcher. And um, so we're going to play this 911 call that she took. What day was it? Last Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, last Saturday. Tomorrow will be a week. All right, so. Oh, yeah, man, I got a big emergency. There is a house on 530 and a big slide, and it is covering the road at the bottom of Skaglin Hill. It's 
what is it? A house? It's a house. That was a big landslide. Oh, okay. Up Let me on the hill. Stand in line for me. So that was you, Jen, um, where I'll just give a recap, even though you just heard it, is that a woman called and reported that there was a house in the road. So discuss. What did you think? What was happening? I mean, because you were one of the first calls. That was one of the first calls that were taken. Is that correct? Correct. So typically we get calls for things in the roadway and it will be a dead animal or a tree or the occasional cow wandered out of its pasture. And we just enter what's called a traffic hazard, and the police go check it out. And usually, if it's alive, it's gone by then. But if it's dead or down, they move it out of the road and clear the call. So this lady called, and she said, you know, she was very concerned because there was a house in the road. And it took me a second to figure out what she was talking about, but I determined that there was a mudslide of some sort, mm-hmm. and at least part of a building had been washed into the road. So um, in that type of call, we transfer it to fire and aid because fire is going to have to go out and perform a rescue or at least do what's called a service call to clear the roadway. We get mudslides all the time that, you know, put the road out of business for a couple hours and it's not a huge deal. <clears throat> uh, this one was very different. So, of course, the 911 lines are blowing up at this point and calls are coming in and we've advised state patrol at this point because it's a state route. So really, it's not even our call. It's state. Okay. And... We thought it was done. But then people get on scene, the first responders, and we discover this is huge. Um, they figured out, well, they couldn't get to the east side, which is the Darrington side. You just they, can't get there to Darrington at all? Well, they eventually ended up dispatching Darrington responders to okay. figure out where this thing was ending because they couldn't see the end. They went to the Arlington side, the Oso side, which Oso isn't technically a city, but they got to the Arlington side and saw... Uh, huge devastation and immediately started calling for everyone and so um we thought there was maybe a house two houses the one of the first calls that came in said one of the houses was um vacant so that was good but then we discovered it was many many more and way bigger than we first could even fathom how many houses do they even know that count uh, the last I heard, they thought it was about 49. Oh, I've seen a map that shows the properties that were in the area, and a lot of them have um, names labeled to whose mm-hmm. property it is, so it kind of can tell how many people were supposed to be there. And the last count that I know of was 49. Okay. 49 houses, which every house has at least two people, if not four, five, six, seven. Right, and I mean, it was in the middle of a Saturday. <laughs> could have been right. guests or whatever. Right. Plus, there's people that drive on that highway. There were people that were just traveling the highway to get wherever they were going. Right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And there were people working at the houses. One lady had um, both a plumber and a dish guy at her house. Oh, jeez. She just bought the house. She was doing renovations. So these people that were from wherever were there, and their bodies were discovered yesterday and today. And was hers, or did she get out? Yeah, hers was also discovered. It's horrible. So by the time you left that day, you ended up having a required, or what do they call it, mandated overtime? Actually, they took volunteers that day. Okay. Um, Most days are volunteer, but that day they just asked, anybody that's willing to stay, we need you. And I went ahead and stayed because I was wrapped up in, yeah, this was big. And I wanted to be a part of it. That's I guess a lot of us in that industry, as my own um, call takers and dispatchers, you know, we care. That's why we're in the business world. Right. We want to serve the public. So I felt like it was my duty to stay. And a lot of times you take the call and you transfer it and you don't ever get to hear the ending, right? Right. But, Most of the time. Yeah. And then you were telling me that you started, you took a call of, can you explain that one? And were you um, about an hour after the initial report for the slide, I had a lady call. She was frantic. She was coming from, like, Monroe or something. And she said she was following, like, a search and rescue or something rig. And she was frantic, and she said, I can't get a hold of my daughter. She lived on Steelhead Drive, which Steelhead Drive was one of the main neighborhoods that was taken out. And I knew that, but I couldn't tell her, you know, Steelhead Drive right out, you know. So at that point, we weren't even prepared to take names of people who were missing. We were 
still in the very beginning stages. So what I did was I actually wrote it on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I wrote her name, her phone number, her daughter's name, and she said also her six-month-old grandson. Oh. And they lived on that road. And I said, okay, uh, let me get your name number. I'll call you back. I took the name, and I asked my supervisor, you know, what are we doing with the people that are calling because they want to know where their loved ones are. Mm-hmm. And so uh, eventually the DEM, Department of Emergency Management, opened a hotline that people could call and either report that they're okay or report that they need someone to be found, you know, and so on. So um, a few minutes after I got the phone with her, we had heard that the first um, patients had been airlifted. So there were people on Saturday that were being rescued alive. <clears throat> they were in very bad shape, um, but they were being pulled out and rescued. And um, we had heard this six-month-old boy went to Harborview, and I was like, oh, maybe that's him, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that's him. Mm-hmm. And then um, Harborview called us because they didn't know where any family of this six-month-old boy was. All they had was a six-month-old, and they didn't have anyone else tied to him. Right. They don't know who he is. They just know they have a baby who's in critical condition. And then a while later, I got a call from one of the rescuers, because I was picking up, you know, the soups line or whatever lines were ringing. I was trying to help where I could. And he called in on the soups line and said, um, they're looking for the parents of the six-month-old boy that was there with the head of you. He goes, we looked at the mom right after him. And I was like, oh, great. You know, so now we know where the mom and the baby are. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what their names were. I had this piece of paper with this, you know, mom and baby's name on it. And I was like, Hopefully. maybe it's them, you know. Yeah, maybe, you know, there's not much of a chance, but it's possible that it's fun. So I called the mom back, and of course I couldn't tell her, you know, call Harborview, maybe it was them, or I couldn't tell her Steelhead Drive was completely wiped out. I couldn't tell her anything except call this DEM number. Uh, you're going to have to call back several times because there's very few volunteers there at this mm-hmm. point, which has just got to be heart-wrenching for her going, you know, I don't have anybody I can talk to and get an answer. So I gave her the DEM phone number, and I moved on, and I continued with my day, and it got really ugly, and... Um, it wasn't until Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, where that's three or four days later, where they actually broadcast on the news that, uh, that baby and that mom were the ones that I had taken that call on and they were in Harborview. Oh, wow. Uh, so granted, they're in critical condition. Uh, mom is now in satisfactory. Her baby's still in critical condition. Wow. But at least that one family has answers. They know where their loved ones are. They mm-hmm. can hold their hands. There's so many that can't right. and that haven't and still have no answers. So how many people are still missing? Um, the unofficial number is 90. Those are people that have been reported by their loved ones. Um, they may or may not have been there at the time, but they ha- are unaccounted for. Okay. And since they aren't releasing that list of names, right. there's no way that people can call and say, oh, hey, I'm safe. So we're just hoping that anyone that has any ties to that area is calling and saying, I wasn't there, I'm safe, I'm alive. Even just today, when I was working, I took a call for from the ME's office. Obviously, they have lots of bodies they're going through trying to identify. Mm-hmm. And they had word that this couple was missing, and they apparently had a couple they were going to match it up to. I don't know how they do it, demo records or whatever. But they wanted me to send officers out to this other location to verify if they were there or not. And they got there, and they were there. So that's two people, hopefully, that came off that list of 90. I have no idea how that part works. Yeah, and do you know why they're not releasing names? Uh, It's legal. I don't know. That's what I heard, They're trying to get permission. Because it'd be great if there was people on there that were like, no, I'm here, I'm fine. I didn't know I should have called because I wasn't there. Yeah, I didn't didn't even know (laughs) that people were concerned. Yeah, I I mean, I have a friend that has property up there, but she's never there. She's there, you know, a few days out of the summer. And I talked to her today and said, did you by chance call and tell them you're there? You know, you're okay? Can you struggle with this? She's like, no, but, you know, I'm pretty far away from what happened. I'm like a mile away. I'm like, yeah, well, the slide was a mile big. Yeah. You might be on that list. I don't know. You might see your name on TV as missing. Right. Presumed. As unaccounted for. Yeah. Wow. And so there's 90 missing, and how many people have been found dead? They've pulled out and confirmed and identified 17 people. 17. Some of those have already been on the news. They've showed you who they are. Um, Some, they're still either trying to reach the family, the next of kin. Right, because they have to identify. Or for whatever reason, they can't release their names. But then there's probably countless others 
what they're trying to figure out who they are. Right. And then how many people were pulled out alive? Do we have that number? I think the first day there were 12 rescues. Um, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've heard about the four-year-old boy that was rescued. Yes. And his mom was at work, but his dad and his three siblings were in the house. And he, I guess, was the only one upstairs. Oh. And they think that's why he made it out. Interesting. But the rest of his family is unaccounted for. So they're on that list of 90. Wow. <clears throat> and then there was um, Summer. I can't remember her last name, but she, I think she lived in Darrington, and she was going to shoe a horse somewhere. And she happened to be driving on 530, and, you know, it happened. They couldn't get a hold of her, couldn't find her, and her brother immediately started, he went out to the site, and he was both day one digging, trying to find her, and they located her body in her car yesterday. Yeah, I, I so I've been listening to Cairo. They've been doing, like, a pretty good um, coverage of it. That's actually how I first heard your phone call, is they were playing it. Uh, the Ron and Don show. And I was like, uh, I think that's Jen. And then you had like someone had put it on your Facebook or whatever. And, um, they're telling stories of just like family members just going out and searching themselves. But people are advising against that. Right. Definitely. um, But how can you blame a family? Like, wouldn't you want to go out there if your daughter? Oh, you absolutely can't blame them. They just had to, obviously they have to take all the proper protocols. I mean, we're talking government and politics and, public safety, eventually they started signing them up as volunteers. So at least they have paperwork on them so they know who they are. And they were only allowing a certain number in at a time so they could be in a team. So it was more structured. I mean, you can't just have a bunch of frantic family members out there just digging erratically through mud as much as they want to. Well, they've kind of been comparing it to like Hurricane Katrina and... um, how I don't know if you know and like Mount St. Helens yeah I mean, yeah it's complete devastation when uh, but at least the Hurricane Katrina at least they had some warning right they also they also when the water was gone I mean like it was bad or whatever but houses weren't oh I guess some were like washed away but um like what they did the what do they call it FEMA and the I guess it was like the military came in and just tanks and would search a house and then what what they called it was a Katrina tattoo and they would put it on the house and like say like um these many people were found dead this many people found alive and um, right and this many, um, and this is the like squadron of people that found it. But you can't right. really do that in dirt. Well, no, it's mud. And yeah. those houses, most of them were still standing where they belonged. Mm-hmm. Right. These are washed 200 yards away. Right. So you don't even and know then where to look. It didn't even dawn on me until this morning that these people all have septic tanks. Oh. All of their plumbing, everything is... was uprooted. Wow. So these people that are out there digging are digging in hazmat. Yeah, sewage. And who knows how much of it went in the river. I mean, right. that's the least of my worries at this point, obviously. Yeah. But there's a lot of logistics involved. A lot. That's true. But yeah, even that girl that was found in her car, her car was pushed 200 yards off the roadway. It was nowhere near the road. Right. It was two football fields away from the road. I mean, they'll probably, it'll take years to find some of these people. I would imagine there'll be some that are just never found, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure you've seen pictures. There's that huge jungle land missing. That hill was not really that close to those houses. If you look at the before pictures, you know, I have mountains that I can see from my back porch that are probably just as close. It came down the hill, across the pastures, through the houses, 49 of them, across the highway, shut it down, and then across the river, shut it down so that there was no water draining on the other side. It was completely dammed up. And then flushed back up the other side like it was headed back up the other hillside wow yeah how scary to like because it probably made a huge noise yeah the the first mom and to see that oh yeah i mean the mom of the six-month-old uh her name's amanda uh scorejack or something like that and the baby is duke um she said she heard thunder which i suppose that sounds like an earthquake maybe Grabbed the baby for whatever reason and then saw mud. Wow. And next thing you know, they're pulling her out and she's, she had many, several, they said, open leg fractures, like bones poking out. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But she's alive. Oh my gosh. And she's not in critical anymore. Yeah, she's in she... Oh God. Everybody that they've 
and from the autopsy on me, so it had been from blood force trauma. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, they could have got hit by a tree or their couch or, yeah. you know, there's the old man, Max McPherson, whose wife Linda was sitting in the chair next to him in their living room reading the newspapers, and mm-hmm. he made it, and she didn't. It's like there was a lady that was standing in the backyard with her 82-year-old mother-in-law and watched her get swept away, but she didn't, you know. Yeah, it's like tornadoes, kind of. We're yeah. like houses next to each other. So you have also collected collected items for the families, the the people that are volunteering, um, and recently took it up. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I was sitting there Saturday, and you're just helpless. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? And the first thing I think, well, okay, the survivors, at least you're going to need clothes and blankets and food. Right. And so I started, I just sent out an email at work that night. I'm like, hey, I'm only here on Monday, but bring in whatever you have. So I'll take it up on. So I ended up getting a carpool, and I brought it up um, to the Oso Fire Station. At that point, they were still taking donations. I don't know if they are because they didn't have a lot of room for storage. Okay. The Oso Fire Station is sort of the staging area for the volunteers. It's their hospitality area where they go and get warm and get food and mm-hmm. stuff. So they didn't really have the room there to store donations, but there are lots of places still collecting donations. Okay. Yeah, that was that was my question. Because, you know, you don't want to just also get in the way. Right. I know. And, and it's hard because that's like a kind of a small area. Isn't it just like a one-lane road going up there? Only one way in? Oh, yeah. It's a two-lane highway on 530. And um, we've opened up the Mountain Loop Highway, which is a one-lane gravel road, which is about 25 miles an hour if you're lucky. Oh, jeez. And we don't really want people using it unless they have to. Right. So I mean, that's the last thing we need is a big accident on the Mountain Loop Highway. Exactly. And then oh. there's no way in or out. Now, what what kind of supplies are they wanting and needing? Well, they're still, of course, always needing water. Um, I just heard towels for people to take showers. Okay. Um, trial size toiletry items that they can pack in their backpack, shampoo, soaps, toothpaste, toothbrushes, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, rescue supplies, chainsaws, chainsaw, oil, um, shovels, gloves, boots, uh, those gator things that go over your boots, duct tape. Oh, yeah, um, the volunteers are all duct taping their shoes to make them waterproof? Yeah. And when they duct tape the top of the boots so that the mud doesn't go in them. Right. What? I mean, you're digging through toxic waste when we talked about that. It's and so you took that out, and then there, you know, there's always donations to the Red Cross, or I guess people are just also just taking money to the fire stations there too. Yeah, um, I mean, Red Cross is amazing at what they do, but I like to see it go straight to the people who need it. Right. Without there's no any overhead. Right. Um, the coastal community bank is getting their donations at all their branches. Um, the uh, GoFundMe has several accounts set up for specific families if that's what they're interested in. But just please make sure it's legit. I hate to say that there's people trying to scan out there that it's going to happen. It happens in every crisis. Right. Like fake things or whatever. Yeah. Fake accounts that are set up for charity. Um, the Hospital Foundation is always a good one because... Right. That money goes straight to there. They have an OSO account set up just for OSO. And we're going to put up, you sent me a bunch of links and we'll we'll put those up too on our okay. site so people can, can do that. Um, yeah. Was there any other questions that we were supposed to talk about? <laughs> um, well, they just released the crisis hotline. Okay. Crisis care hotline. Um, that's 800-584-3578. That's not just for families or people that were directly affected by this. That's for anyone that wants to call and talk. This is going to be huge. This is going to be a lot of people with PTSD or depression or, you know, suicidal tendencies or lost other loved ones. Where do they go from here? And that number is there for everyone to call. You don't, your feelings do matter. And the last thing we need is more traumatic incidents out of this horrible, horrible devastation. Exactly. exactly. Um, I can tell you that the rescuers are doing an amazing job, even if there's really not a lot of hope right now, but we can't give up, you know. Exactly. There might be a person under their life somewhere that's gotten to a pocket of air and they're surviving. Um, there's a hundred fifty people just on the east side alone searching at any given time. Yeah, I have a friend that's gone up there a couple days and just like sat and waited and hoped to be called as a volunteer. Uh-huh. So I know that that's a thing. Yeah, they're 
they're good on volunteers, they said. Okay. Um, eventually, they're probably going to need them. You know, they're going to need to release those people yeah, that have been with us for a week. And there's always the, like, big uh, wave of people at first wanting to get involved. Right. So um, we're also taking our breath up this weekend, I think, and people to run errands or, you know, if they need to get to the grocery store or whatever and they don't have a car anymore. Oh, true. We're going to take them to do that. All right. So, um... Thank you for your service. As I always say, you working millions of hours and not getting enough sleep. And I think it's like past your bedtime already. <laughs> but I have just a couple more questions to ask you. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. So, oh, what, go while ahead. I'm thinking of it, there is a mudslide info and relief effort page on Facebook. Okay. Mudslide info and relief effort. Right. Um, we'll put that on. They've had a ton of information and actual human local people posting what is needed. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll um, link that too so people okay. can find that. All right. So these are questions specifically for you because you're a longtime fan. Um, so number one, how many people have you slept with? Do you remember ah, these questions? Man. Gosh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> these ah. are questions from Jen's... Uh, she was a super fan of my other podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, doing? I came up with these questions. <laughs> uh, I don't remember you asking these to the pilots. I know. No, I haven't asked it. We were trying to come up with questions, but I don't. I mean, because that was my idea anyways, to have the questions. And I think it's a really good idea. But we don't want to take the exact same ones that we had because it just seems like it's not the same oh, show. Wow. So we're trying to come. So if you have some that you want to. I like those questions just fine. I just didn't think you were going to ask it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you get um, because you you've been a longtime fan. So. Yeah, well, I know it's under 20. Under 20? Under 20. Okay. Honestly, it's like 18. Okay. But I probably would have to think long and hard to name them all, especially in order. Like half of them, you don't know their last names. Oh, no, I all know all their last names. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm I'm not you, Christy. (laughs) I didn't meet any of them in a parking lot at a Grateful Dead concert. (gasps) Oh, calling me out. (laughs) Calling me out. Hey, your cousin is the one that dragged me there. Well, I, I believe it. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, okay. And then number two, <laughs> your favorite swear word. Uh, cunt. What was it? It's usually, it's always cunt. Oh, yeah. That's a or good one. Or some form of cunt. Yeah. Cunty. Yeah. I like it. It's a good cunt, one. Fucking cunt biscuit. Yeah. Cunt shit. Cunt discharge. <laughs> oh, cunt shit. That's really gross. Yeah. <laughs> think about like. Anything that, um, any sort of. Uh, leakage or um, discharging dripping matter discharge yeah. from the tongue. Yeah, I know we always like text back and forth, and you always outgross me. Like I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty gross, and like it takes a lot. And then you just and then all of a sudden you're just, like stop texting. Yeah, you're like I'm done. <laughs> okay, you did, you win. You win the white flag. All right. So favorite alcoholic beverage. Oh, man. I'm enjoying a margarita right now. Okay. I do love margaritas when they're made right. And I'm still hooked on the with vodka with uh, pink lemonade, Sunday time or whatever. That's a good one. That's a a good one. All right. Your go-to karaoke song. Even if you don't sing, like something you would want to. Oh, well, probably Janis Joplin. Me and Bobby McGee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd rock that song, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I rocked the shit out of it. So we're going to have to have a listener party. We're already talking about it. Um, Chris wants oh, to have but... a big, Chris and Everett wants to have a big um, barbecue on his property. So we'll have to get a karaoke machine. And Wait, there's it. property in Everett? It's not Everett. It's like Seattle Hill Road. Snohomish. Oh, just like you're not Everett? Yeah, I'm in Mill Creek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but he's like, he has an Everett address, but it's county because it's like yeah. Almost a Snohomish type situation. Okay. And then last, what trait attracts you to someone? And you can't say big dick. I mean, you could, but. Um, It's always a smile first. Good one. Yeah. Your boyfriend has a good smile. That's for sure. Yeah. I love smiles. Oh, that reminds me. Are you going to go to the high school reunion? I mostly can't wait to to, uh, see my arch nemesis and the fact that I have more than one. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I'm like, which one? Erica? Yeah. 
don't know what happened to her, but she's very leathery. Oh, no, I saw her. I saw her probably oh. a year or two ago. I didn't talk to her because I hate her. And she was at uh, Red Hook, actually, where we're going to have the reunion. And leathery as ever. Like, she looked like she was in her late 40s. Well, dude, she looked 30 in high school. <laughs> That's true. She had wrinkles. Yeah. Tanning bed kids. That's what happens when you tan twice a day. Well, didn't she have a tanning bed in her house? I think so. Her and then my other um, nemesis, uh, Jennifer something. Do you remember? I don't remember her last name. I'll have to look it up. This is like interesting to no one. Right now, <laughs> uh, Christy and Jen name through people that they don't remember their names. <laughs> and, and like when we were born, like basically your name was Christy or Jennifer or Michelle. Yeah. Like how Christine many Lynn. Jennifer, Christy? Yeah. Jennifer it's always Lynn. like Lynn, Christine, Anne, or Marie. Those are the middle yeah. names of girls from the 80s. Like that's all they choose from and they make a combination of the four. Right. <laughs> yeah. If your name was Christine, if, Christy, then your middle name was Lynn, Anne, or Marie. And that, <laughs> that's the case for every Christy that we know. Yeah. And Jennifer. Same with Jennifer. Yeah. And so when, when I needed Jennifer, I'm like, oh, that was born in the mid 70s. I'm like, yeah. oh, what's your name, Lynn? And they're like, no, it's Anne, Marie. Shanene. And I'm like, what? You can't have that. You obviously are an imposter. Yeah, you obviously didn't grow up here. <laughs> Your parents did not get the Jennifer memo. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I should let you go. <laughs> well, let me know how that sounds. I hope it okay. comes out okay because it is kind of. Well, and hopefully we'll record the front and the back ends today, and so we don't have to get uh, mean text messages. One, my favorite well, thing. I'm probably gonna let it slide because I know that there's other issues yeah. going on <laughs> yeah. which we won't talk about on no. the pod, but. Uh, I might it, let it fly it for this, Yeah, it'll be this weekend. The My favorite text I ever got from Jen was, um, this is a podcast that's one hour. It's not a fucking Sundance film. How long does it take <laughs> to edit? <laughs> I know. I'm like, could you just fucking hand it over and I'll edit the shit? I don't so, care. So I think it's like, I'm equally terrified and amused by your text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I text Jeremy, it's like, it just got real oh yeah yeah you always tease me but when it's him like you know that that she's mad i remember the first time i texted him and he sends me back is this jen <laughs> i'm like i'm asking the questions here not you where the fuck is my podcast you don't get to ask anything until i know where my podcast is <laughs> All right, we'll go talk about together or something. Yes, definitely. We will. Now, Jeremy's bummed that he wasn't here to, like, virtually meet you. So we'll have to do that uh, the next time. He he doesn't deserve to meet me. (laughs) The fun cast. uh, I'm huge in Japan. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. You're not alone. Together we stand. I'll be by your side, you know I'll take your hand When it gets cold and it feels like the end There's no place to go, you know I won't give And we are back No, I won't give in I don't know how much of the last part we ended up including in this at this time (laughs) Maybe you guys got to hear it, maybe you didn't, but Jen and... Christy went on a small tangent regarding their high school reunion and different people that they hate from high school. <laughs> so Arch nemesis. That they was a nice way. They were bullied. It was a slow it was a nice slow way to come out of the depressing uh t- disaster talk into, you know, just without the the jarring. It's like if you're if you're going to get in a pool you don't want to sit like in a hot tub first maybe you want to like get out before you get in the pool don't go straight from the hot tub to the pool or else the pool will be freezing cold yeah yeah i don't know well and (laughs) i tried to i tried to think that i i thought that i could be cool and like do some editing and i actually deleted the first file (laughs) but that had some amazing stuff of when i first called her and she um was like i don't know what to say I, you didn't give me a script and it, like the whole thing was funny. And then it was because as soon as we started talking, she like sounds completely professional and is like, she sounded like she was being interviewed by yeah, the news. For exactly. Sure, for totally. Sure. I mean, she's probably used to that. I mean, all of her calls are known that they're recorded and can be like put out in the public and used yeah. in news things all the time. So, um, that was 
I just have a question for you. What is this about the great the parking lot of the Grateful Dead concert? <laughs> oh, oh, are you leaving that in? Yeah. Oh, geez. Am I really having to talk about that right now? Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. You told me to. You told me to run run this segment. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, when I was in, why are col- you looking at your computer? Is the story like on your computer? No, or? no, no, no. I'm really nervous. <laughs> All of a sudden. So I was in my first year of college and I was in a sociology class and I was like straight edge at the time, which means like, it's like kind of a punk movement that they don't use drugs and they don't drink and they don't eat meat and blah, blah, blah. Like basically no fun. And I was in that scene and part of, I had to do a paper for the class And the paper was to observe a group of something. Like you could go to the mall and sit there all day and like maybe do about teenagers or something. And I chose because I had a bunch of friends that were going to the Grateful Dead show that was like a three-day show happening in Seattle. And this actually ended up to be the last time they came to Seattle before Jerry died. Okay. And so that's what I picked to do. I went down to, was at the Memorial Stadium and hung out with Grateful Dead people for three days as one does yeah so that's the story (laughs) no okay so i met this guy i guess they call him deadheads Uh and he kind of ended up to be like a hippie in disguise he was really a frat boy that during the summer would tour like go around and tour with the grateful dead to sell stuff so like he made money um and like we hit it off and he showed me all around like, oh, well, this is like these kind of people and like kind of helped me to write my paper. And I probably had sex with him in his Volkswagen bus <laughs> in a parking lot. <laughs> of course you did. Maybe I did. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those those questions that she asked, I wish that we would have thought of this. Um, we would have thought of it with the last few guests that we've had because I would have loved to hear some of those answered by the superheroes or and the pilots. The pilots. Yeah. They still haven't found the fucking plane. By no, the way. yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, those are also from my old podcast that kind of yeah. was like about sex a little bit. So. And we're going kind of, to tweak some of them, but I think that, cause you got them from a list, right? You got them from a them. list of, didn't you, I thought you told me there was like a list of questions from no, some like NPR show or something. It's, it's from inside the actor studio. They ask, um, these questions, I think five or 10 questions of, of everybody at the end of the interview. Oh. And, um, I took some of those and then Janie and I, my, my host at the time, we picked and chose and did some horse trading over because I thought the the ones she wanted were stupid. Got it. So we, we did. So we want to do that. We're going to come up with with some questions. Yeah. That we can start asking people. If there are some that maybe a standard, a standard set. Tweet us. If you have a question that you want us to add to our five question list. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can kind of ask everybody what, what, uh, what is your favorite swear word? Oh, fuck. Cunt is a good one too, but that's very specific because you're calling someone that. But fuck, like, is pretty universal. Can yeah. be used whenever, anywhere. Yeah. And also, it's a pretty sweet action. How many people that you've slept with? You already know. I don't remember. But don't you also just fuck is like a cool action too, right? It doesn't have to be negative. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of people that you've slept with, you finally, from all after all the soliciting that you've done on the podcast and on Facebook and Twitter, like the full Christie Wise campaign, 2014. Oh, emails, sent, email threads, yeah. like you name it. <laughs> Always asking for dick pics. She finally got one today. I got a dick pic today. <laughs> Cam Harston yeah. of Raise Your Spirits. But... It feels a little... So check out our Twitter feed. (laughs) It'll be on there. (laughs) Disingenuous because I somehow... He basically did it because he was... Because... uh, There was a pissing match between... and Matt Baca, who we've had on the show, uh, were like going back and forth because Matt 
and Mike from the Takedown podcast, they are um, called out those guys for – I think we played that segment on yeah. the show. They call basically called out those guys for being scared of Christy um, and saying that she's aggressive or whatever. <laughs> and uh, they – so Cam basically – like they were going back and forth and Cam – kind of did it to prove matt wrong i guess or something well, and he sent it know. and then he said christy you make sure to tell him it's huge like <laughs> it was just so weird like what how did i get in the middle of like that i'm the judge of this pissing match that's <laughs> happening and why didn't i get more why aren't they all sending them to me <laughs> if i'm gonna judge i want to judge you know what i mean yeah so dm us on yeah. twitter <laughs> But my we'll favorite part back. is in the background us, of the picture <laughs> yeah. is he's watching a gay porn threesome. Was it gay? Was it a gay porn? Oh, yes. I thought that one of those was no. a lady. It's just a very womanly lady. A wafy all male. men. Yeah. It's a, uh, all men in that. Uh, oh, damn it. What is the name for him? Tw- the, twink. twink? A twink. Yeah. It was a twink. Yeah. And Cam, I'll tell you what. Cam ain't no twink. Judging by the size of that wiener that I saw a picture of a few minutes ago. So if I haven't really sounded like I've had my stuff together on this show, it's because I just can't get the uh, can't get the picture of Cam's yeah. penis out of my head. I, so. I mean, I think Jeremy and I both can agree that we spank banked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, made a so you deposit. You can speak for yourself. <laughs> you can speak for yourself. <laughs> I just now that we have a picture of his penis i just want to post it everywhere for everybody to well, see well no you because don't get to do that i feel like anybody that does that on the internet should know that it can come back to bite them and that's probably why they sent it to me because they trust <laughs> that i won't do that is that's probably really what it is if he sent it to matt i mean there would already be like <laughs> mugs of it <laughs> i just wish i knew how to use photoshop <laughs> <laughs> could be a new but meme or something i am gonna do i'm gonna do a google image search on that bitch and see if we can find everywhere else that he's posted it <laughs> online like every he's gay right yes that's like a public thing i'm not outing him no, secretly no, no. on the podcast it, all the, his grinder profile or whatever is gonna come up with all this. <laughs> you put your dick pics on grinder Rinder. I have no idea. Oh, I, don't, I don't know what that is. I wouldn't know either. I don't. I've never even heard of that app. Um, so uh, anyway, um, yeah. So that was uh, that was that was very exciting. So is there send anything more. else? Uh, yeah, send send more dick pics. So you don't want to know any of the other questions? No, I don't. I don't okay. want to know about them. So you guys, thank you for listening. Um, we uh, we will be back to our regular schedule of having the shows post on Saturday very, very soon, but we'll at least try and get stuff out to you regularly. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at twitter.com nerd out loud pod, facebook.com nerd out loud pod or nerd out loud pod.com. And with that, let your nerd flag fly. Now, the work is potluck. I grab a 